0: Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are.
1: Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dan,
0: and I'm Jordan, and I am a Jesus freak. What will people think? It's True.
1: I suppose it's a little bit too late,
0: because I let them know. Yeah, but working you know, we that. don't really
1: care if they I'm label you like that. Working on the that.
0: thing that jingles like marmalade jelly.
1: Oh man, yeah. How many years? Of, back to the past reference from last week. <laughs> how many? Uh, how many cookie disciples? Cookies. <laughs> how many discipleship cookie bakes have you been to?
0: Yeah, you know, we were on a season for... I was having a, a couple of different adults with a couple of different students. So it was like every other day, you know, mm. get a dozen. And you have to eat them before the next batch comes. So you're just kind of chowing down. That's that's fictional. Um, This week, we're going to be focusing on the topic of defining success for your students. And Hooray. yeah, so... Where the first week was really about your vision for yourself in ministry. This is going to be more of like kind of giving a vision to the students and how do we vis- how do we visualize and, and measure success in those terms. So um, right. we'll start off by, by figuring out, like identifying what are the goals for the whole group, right? Like we have – we talked about this in the vision statement or the mission statement that we have here um, with the grow and go – and so something I could say would be like, hey, this year we really want to focus on growing together and not just being like a hokey pokey, let's sing kumbaya thing, but no, like genuinely start to care for one another, right? So that we um, maybe maybe a little bit like siblings where there might be a little bit of teasing and banter, but then if something comes up where someone's threatened, it's like, no, you I can do that to my sibling, but you can't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but just really like, beyond just being able to say hi but knowing what's going on in people's lives knowing some of the struggles praying for and caring for them so um Mm -hmm. that is like a whole group goal and it's going to take the whole group because it just takes a couple students to not be on the same page to really i don't want to say tank that but make that a struggle to accomplish right you just need one or two people that you feel like you can't really trust and then that whole group is going to not be open with just sharing their struggles or praying for other people and stuff like that too. So yeah, large group goals, whole group. What are some ideas of large group goals that you'd have for your group?
1: Uh, Well, my goal in pursuing all of this is to be a leader who pushes our students beyond just surface level things. Like it's almost the student council election or, or campaign season. As we enter into that, all of these promises, that we wind up getting like student council promises. I don't, I can say this because I went to public school and this was, you got the kid who's going to promise pizza every Friday and we're going to have uh hour and a half recess. And uh, when you bring this question to your youth group, uh, what you might get is a lot of grab bag, uh, random assortment of things like we should do a lock-in. Okay, yes, got it. Like, and they'll think of all these events and things like we should play dodgeball every week. And I know, um, shout out I think to Zumbrota, Minnesota. No, Cannon Falls especially as well. They do like, uh, dodgeball every week. I believe like there's no question about what youth group game is going to be this week because it's always dodgeball i remember maranatha glendon uh, at least when i was going there it was always ultimate frisbee like that was it mm. and you could have you know kids just saying we're going to do dodgeball all the time as a leader my goal is to try and push our students beyond that like yeah th- these are all great things that we can do and we can definitely if that's something you guys all want to do yeah like that's easy to accomplish not a problem but like when we're doing dodgeball, our goal could be to be better sports and to be a little more compassionate, where you're not just going to smoke some just out of sixth grader right in the pie hole.
0: <laughs> I'm seeing so, kind of a funny video, compassionate dodgeball, and everyone's just, like, lip wristing <laughs> like, woo! And just okay. letting it bounce off their chest, like, boom! Got and you. it's
1: just... And it's just the innards of the dodgeball. It's not the hard plastic bits. It's just the foam. Uh, <laughs> Compassionate dodgeball. And then you just have some kid come in that just...
0: Missed the memo and just destroying wipes,
1: Just wipes the floor. He's got that red headband tied around <laughs> the back. just, And he's got cut-off shirt or something. I want to bring our students, though, back to what I was saying, into mm-hmm. something deeper. Where... Um, you know what, maybe we just take some time and, uh, have a special night where we focus on, you know what, tonight is the night where we're really targeting, bringing in friends and other people. And we can do that with the intention of just connecting with other people to say like, Hey, this is what we're doing. We're here to, to, to hang out, to have fun. We're going to learn more about Jesus. And I think back to uh, our interview with Chris Crenshaw. Like something that Abiding Savior has all focused on for at least a year or so is that um, they focus on the the mission statement or the the vision statement of "You are welcome here," and everything that they do comes back to say, "Is this going to be welcoming to first time people that are at our group?" Um, And to have something like that established for our students to chew on to digest like uh, our youth group we want our kids to be uh, growing in christ anchored in faith now whatever we do is going to revolve around that so when kids want to go do a nerf gun fight at the community center which we've had a couple of requests for already like that's great how does that help us accomplish our, our mission statement of what we're trying to get across And to have something small and digestible for our students to point to and say, this is actually going to help us uh, be growing in Christ because being together is an important part of that. Great. All right. So you have something for you to be able to work together as a group moving past just material things. But Jordan, uh, throwing that question back at you. What does this look like?
0: Um. Yeah, I think for me, one of the goals has been for our students to, especially the older high school students, uh, to recognize the shift that happens from consumer of ministry to participant in ministry mm. and contributor, you know, to recognize yeah. like, they all have roles to play and to try to get them involved in the game earlier than later. You know, uh, some of it might be intentionally asking students like, hey, would you be willing to be a helper of a Sunday school class? Um, is there benefit for them to be attending Sunday school themselves? Yeah. Do they have more to learn? Yeah. Uh, can you point me to an adult who doesn't have more to learn? No. So you know we're kind of in the same boat, but to to hopefully get them to recognize that you know this is this is something that's for me to utilize my gifts for, and and I hope that one of my students will be able to. I, I want to cultivate students that are going to be involved long-term in congregational life, um, Mm -hmm. volunteering themselves and seeing that they've got giftings in it, but that they're also called to it and stuff. So that's going to be one of the big goals for for my whole group as a whole. Um, But as we think about goals and with our students, um, I want to address maybe a controversial topic, and that's numbers. Um, And I say that because for a long time, I was very resistant when people were asking about numbers. Uh, like, how mm-hmm. many people do you have? How much, you know, you get that conversation a lot. I don't know if you've ever gotten tired of other Like people say, how many kids do you have in your youth group? Because it's like this this game that we kind of play. Like, oh, I've got 30 kids. so I've got a good group. Or uh, mm-hmm. I've got six. And so I feel kind of bashful saying that every time. Because, like, <laughs> what's wrong with me? You just got six kids or whatever. Um, and, and so for that, I've been really hesitant to, like, measure numbers as far as stuff like that goes. Because numbers are helpful in, in telling a story, but you want to know what the story is that they're telling. And I was challenged on this um, when I went to a D6 conference. And it was actually uh, the Tebow's were there, Tim Tebow's mom and Ooh, dad. And they were kind of walking through their, their family story. And, you know, I was aware of Tim and uh, thought he was kind of a decent role model guy um maybe not the best at football but you know jury's out on that so me not being a super football guy myself don't have also so not
1: the worst at football
0: also not the worst very true uh maybe stronger college than professional but yeah. anywho well. <laughs> um he's better than i would have been I'll, I'll just say that so the parents were talking though about just like as a family what they did and you know we in youth ministry we have this tension between sports and ministry all the time right like what stop like worshiping at the el- whatever and so i was kind of like yeah how did this balance happen here and um but they were talking about you know what we we wanted to celebrate things together and and um but you want to be intentional about what you celebrate and uh and so they kind of had this this picture then of you know, focusing on the right things. And um, I, I think there's probably something else where I heard this too, that challenged me on it, but that's the one that sticks to mind right now. So it was kind of like, okay, so uh, you also measure what you care about, right? Yeah. And so that's, that's a, the big thing of sports is you focus on what you care about. And, and these two are kind of connected here. So when was, what that led me to think about was just like, numbers can be really helpful in seeing growth, for example, and not just like numerical growth of students, um, the story that I told you earlier between recording sessions here, I'll just share again was, um, for a couple of seasons, we had in our our middle school Bible study group, um, we just start off by saying like, "Hey, this year we're going to track how many gospel conversations or spiritual conversations we've had as a group." So anytime you have a conversation with like a kid from school. Um, Or in your family that was, like, dealing with the gospel or, or Jesus or something. Tell us about it. And so we had an opportunity for them to share a little bit. And then we started to kind of record how many of these conversations we're having. And that was to reveal, like, you know, there's a couple potentials. You don't know until you try it. But maybe it's like, okay, so this whole year we had a total of five times our students talked with anybody about the gospel. And like, is this really matching the Great Commission where we're to be going and making disciples? This is definitely an area of growth. Or you could be totally like swamped and say, we had like 300 conversations. Like, this is awesome. Like, you guys are just really doing a great job in taking God's word and, and the gospel with you wherever you go. Um, It also can create an opportunity to, even if it's like, if it's something that's deficient. So let's say it was like five. Then say, hey, you know what? This is kind of maybe not where we should be, but praise God for those five. And next year, let's see if we can get that up to 20. You know, that's going to take, you know, every student sharing at least once and then two students sharing like what, you know, however you want to break that down. But then you can measure that and that can be inspiring towards something um, that is a healthy thing. Kind of like you said, bringing students deeper, challenging them to personally be involved in the next step. And we even had someone who was really creative and made like this tree thing. And so each time they share was like a new leaf. So like as the gospel conversations happened, the tree filled out. It was kind of fun. Um, Mm. But yeah, so that's, that's something that you can do that would be like a goal for the whole group too. Um, And, and you're by doing something like that, you're also saying, Hey, this is success, right? We can communicate simply bringing up Christ as a starting point. And then, when you're used to that, when that becomes natural to you, then we can go into, like, not just bring up Christ, but asking other people, like, so what do you think about Jesus? And then, you know, because I think we miss the fact that a lot of evangelism is something that we practice. And it's awkward for us because we don't spend time doing it so much. But eventually, it becomes more natural for us, and it just becomes an extension of who we are, right? Um, right. So helping students with that kind of... uh could be really important. So what you are concerned about, what you want to celebrate um, and care about can be something that you measure and build a goal off of that.
1: Right. Numbers also tell a story, though, too. Like, it's it's interesting that you mentioned D6 because I think as a leader, when you go to these youth ministry conferences or especially when you talk to other adults who are unfamiliar with what's going on in ministry, and it might even be, your congregational leadership when you start talking like tell us how youth ministry is going well you know we're talking about this this is what we're studying this is who's uh, how many are showing up for that and it tells a story about you know here's what's been pretty typical like yes we have um maybe a little more people coming to our youth group time than are faithfully attending uh on a sunday morning worship service you know so Uh, I think, especially at like a youth ministry conference, it tells a story about like, here's the kind of ministry that we are doing or able to have, because, um, you know, I, it's kind of like when you're at college, right? When you're introducing yourself to people at college when like, Hey, here's my name. Here's where I'm from. Here's my major, you know, and you're kind of giving the, the long and short of who you are and what you're pursuing. Um, numbers aren't what we're pursuing, right? Because. And that's kind of the whole point of having this podcast is to show like you might have that, uh, smaller youth group of six faithful attendees. And, uh, compared to the church down the road that has, you know, 60 small group leaders for the number of kids who show up, you may think, you know, we just, we we can't keep up with that group down there. So why don't we just join them? Or why don't we just give up? And I'll say that those six people that are in your youth group are people that god has put in your care you are their shepherd at that point and praise the lord that god cares for those six but the invitation here is to remind yourself as a leader that you know what numbers do tell a story but they are also the tool that helps you assess a little bit more of what's been going on uh, in your ministry right it's not just a here's what ministry looks like, but um, we've talked about this in previous episodes, right? Numbers are not the goal, but they are a tool to help us see and better accomplish the goal that we're after. Where, um, like I shared, our VBS was, we had a a handful of kids from the community, not nearly as many as are in the community in general. So we were, um, are mindful of that going into planning next year's VBS where, what are things that we can do to be better promote this in the community, to better be in the community, inviting kids to what it is that we're doing. So when you talk about numbers, yes, they tell a story and there are people still probably in your ministry who care, uh, dare I say, maybe a little bit too much about that. And (laughs) Jordan, what's the chance that that's you as a leader? Because I constantly combat that. Um, My pride really takes a hit every time I I see the lack of students that could be here, uh, but aren't. So yeah, Yeah. it's definitely a a mentality check for you to have, remind yourself numbers are not what we're after here.
0: I think an interesting thing that you brought out in just your conversation about uh, VBS, for example, um, a a great opportunity is as we're talking about setting goals and defining success for our students, involving them in the process. So even mm-hmm. this could even be a good discipleship question, just like asking them, hey, hey guys, as we look at this next year, uh, or th- is, that we're just starting here, what does it look like for a, to be a modern follower of Jesus? What does a modern disciple of Jesus look like? What, what characteristics do they have of their life? And then as they come up with their different answers or whatever, you can say, okay, these are awesome. How do we do this? Like, how are we doing this really well? And if not, what's one area that we as a group can work together on growing in? Right. Um, Right. So, setting these goals together with your students, because I think sometimes our students, I don't know how often we define for our students what success is for them either. Right. You know, we could say, hey, I love that you're here. That's awesome. And for me, that's a win. but I know that that's not the only definition of success because you might be, let's say you miss youth group sometime because you're helping your grandma with some project. Mm-hmm. That's also success. You know, serving others is a great opportunity. And I don't want you to think that this is the only thing that uh, you can do that is going to be successful as far as a ministry perspective goes. So um, being with the students and and talking together about goals but then also like saying, hey, here's my expectations for you as a group. I would love for you to be here every week. But I also would love for you guys if you can't be here because you're doing something else to serve someone else, to serve a neighbor. That's also awesome. You know, God doesn't only work in a youth group when I'm teaching. He works <laughs> other places with other teachers. So thank goodness. <laughs> right, right. Um and so that's that's really important too, just to involve them in that process. And again, clarify like hey this is what this is what a win is and i think that can happen similar to with our volunteers when we see that happening in the midst of youth group you've got like you were talking about game time we can work in on like dodgeball and learning to be better sports when you see someone who's like hey i hit you and they're like no i didn't and then you see that person just drop it whereas before they would have grabbed on like a pit bull onto like a dog bone or something and just like no i hit you i hit you whatever it's like hey you know what i saw that and I know that probably inside you're just like, man, that kid's a jerk face because he's cheating. But you know what? That was really mature of you. And I'm proud of you for just being able to let it go because it's, it's a game, right? Like this isn't, a, this isn't a justice issue where someone's being harmed. It was like low key, right? Um, so we can call it out. And, and, you know, if other people hear that, that's fine too. But take opportunities to tell the kids like, here, I, I, you've done this super well. And I'm just really proud of you for that um and those celebrations can happen outside of youth group too like we talked about celebrating the grandmas or whatever you see something happen at one of their sporting events it's like you know what that took a lot of character i'm so proud of you you know way to show um and lead by example in that instance or mm-hmm. you know when you help that guy get up off the field that the opponent that was awesome man just way to go way to be that um so those are those are really op- good opportunities to just continue to invest in our students to see that we see them, to see their life and to call out the things that we see are reflective of the nature of Christ on a daily basis or regular basis, at least. Yeah. And
1: a little hint towards next week's episode as well. Uh, Bring parents in on that celebration also. Uh, I think they see a lot of things that you don't, but you also see things and aspects from the outside looking in that, they may not be entirely aware of or maybe it's just been a while since they've had something formally to celebrate where they've had an encouraging word from somebody outside of their family just like hey i see here's what i saw in a notice and i want to just uh, not congratulate you but also just um let you know like this is something that i've been observing and, and i want to encourage you with this um not that they wrap their identity in those successes but that you can kind of give them a a breath of uh, new life in in that as well, that they might've just been uh, looking for a little bit of encouragement. But I think in saying that to parents, to let them know that uh, you are in their corner, that you are cheering them on, that you are there to help them in what God has given them to do, that is uh, incredibly significant. Um, I think parentally, uh, I would, I mean, that would mean the world to me yeah. hearing that from somebody else.
0: And, you know, those stories about parents who got a call from a teacher or something and the teacher says something positive and they're like, this is the first time like I've ever heard something, <laughs> you know, it's just like I dread getting a call from a school because like, oh, what'd they do this time? But then it was something positive and they're like, you know, that that can be such a huge thing. And, you know, parents, we rag on ourselves for our kids a lot, too. You know, we have pretty high expectations and it can be discouraging when we hear things not happening or just like, okay, so I am I, talking with my middle schooler and trying to teach them that bathing is not out of style. Like this is still a good discipline, right? And that's where I'm at. And now someone tells me like, dude, your kid, like they serve this person in an awesome way and be like, wow, you know, maybe something has sunk in. It was hard to maybe picture that when you're so stuck in the day-to-day reality of parenting um so we can offer that opportunity to parents uh to encourage them for their kids too yeah. all right well i think that is pretty sufficient for this i'm sure there's more that could be said but doesn't mean that it needs to be said at least not here not now um so hopefully that's enough for you to run with and uh we'd love to hear again listener interaction time here uh What are some goals that you have with your group? What are some cool things you've seen your students do that you'd be willing to share and encourage us in too? So feel free to drop us a comment about that and any of the places that Dan will talk about at the close of our episode here. Um, But before then, (laughs) I pray that you'd go in peace and that you'd serve the Lord.
1: Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.